Hello world, I'm Roger Corville and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible where we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. Luke chapter 5, verses 22 to 24. But perceiving their thoughts, Jesus replied to them, Why are you thinking this in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he told the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take up your stretcher, and go home. Hello, Hopeful. Welcome to For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where Monday through Saturday we read through every word of God's revelation of himself and consider our own lives in light of that, brought to you by those partnering with me to raise biblical literacy in the marketplace. Which is easier, physical healing or forgiving sins, right? Ultimately closing the infinite gap between human and God. To me, my friends, that's the difference between the social gospel and the true gospel, the good news of the person and work of Jesus, by faith alone, through grace alone, through Christ alone, right? To be sure, it's not an either or. We feed souls and bellies. You might remember that yesterday in Luke chapter 7, we read of the centurion's servant healed But then it says, Jesus heard this and was amazed at him and turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found so great a faith even in Israel. And then he resuscitates the widow's son, which would have restored her means of financial support. And it goes on to say, and they glorified God saying, a great prophet has risen among us and God has visited his people. Keep this thought in mind as we tackle today's New Testament reading, Luke chapter 7, picking up in verse 18. Then John's disciples told him about all these things. So John summoned two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord, asking, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Pause. Now this is John the Baptist, right? (laughs) Jesus himself said, of dudes born of women, meaning, you know, mortals, there isn't any greater stud than this. And here's a guy having doubts. If you ever have doubt, trust me, you're not alone. Doubt itself is not sin, right? We should be careful with what we do with doubt. Maybe even doubt our doubt, but just be careful with doubt. But it's okay if you ever have doubt. So John, remember he's in prison, summoned two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord asking, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? When the men reached him, they said, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? At that time, Jesus healed many people of diseases, afflictions, and evil spirits. And he granted sight to many blind people. He replied to them, Go and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, 
Those with leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor are told the good news. And blessed, that's that word we talked about in yesterday's little Always Be Ready segment, and blessed or happy is the one who isn't offended by me. After John's messengers left, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed swaying in the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothes? See, those who are splendidly dressed and live in luxury are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you. And more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, no one is greater than John, but least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And when all the people, including the tax collectors, heard this, they acknowledged God's way of righteousness because they had been baptized with John's baptism. But since the Pharisees and experts in the law had not been baptized by him, they rejected the plan of God for themselves. Jesus continues, next little section. To what then should I compare the people of this generation, and what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to each other. We played the flute for you, but you didn't dance. We sang a lament, but you didn't weep. For John the Baptist did not come eating bread or drinking wine, and you say, he has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by all her children. Then one of the Pharisees invited him to eat with him. He entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table, and a woman in the town, who was a sinner, found out that Jesus was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house. She brought an alabaster jar of perfume and stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to wash his feet with her tears. She wiped his feet with her hair, kissing them and anointing them with the perfume. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to him, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him. She's a sinner. And Jesus replied to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. He said, Say it, teacher. A creditor had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. Since they could not pay it back, he graciously forgave both. So which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one he gave forgave more. Jesus told him, you have judged correctly. Turning to the woman, he said to Simon, imagine this, friends. He, he turns and looks at the woman, but then he says to Simon, right? Catch that. Turning to the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she with her tears has washed my feet and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she hasn't stopped kissing my feet since I came in. You didn't anoint my head with olive oil, 
but she has anointed my feet with perfume. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. That's why she loved much. But the one who is forgiven little, loves little. And then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. Those who were with him at the table began to say among themselves, Who is this man who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Luke chapter 7. I think I just want to cry. <laughs> My friends, if people don't fall in love with Jesus, I don't know what they, I don't, what, I don't know what you can fall in love with. Right? In a sense, Jesus is feeding bellies, but his mission is saving and filling souls. And as we'll see tomorrow, and I'm going to speak about this a little more tomorrow, this section is linked, that we just read, is linked with that whole preceding healing. I hope that became obvious. But turning to our Old Testament segment, recall that yesterday, after the spies returned, there was rebellion, and that rebellion had the consequence of 40 more years in the desert. And then there's this party goes, yeah, let's go take them only to then go without God saying it was okay to go. And that didn't end well. God made them a promise, right? But we don't want to be blessed on God's terms. We want him to be a cosmic vending machine. So I just say that to set this up, right? If the close of chapter 14 tells of man's failure, the beginning of chapter 15 tells of God's faithfulness right his purpose is unchanged he's gonna bring the people into the land which we would see in a new testament sense in romans chapter 11 so recall now the laws of chapter 15 are addressed primarily to the new generation that are going to get to go into the land but if this sounds like weird laws kind of remember the context in which these get inserted here we go numbers chapter 15 one chapter today the Lord instructed Moses, speak to the Israelites and tell them, when you enter the land, I am giving you to settle in and you make a food offering to the Lord from the herd or the flock, either a burnt offering or a sacrifice to fulfill a vow or as a freewill offering or at your appointed festivals to produce a pleasing aroma for the Lord. The one presenting his offering to the Lord is also to present a grain offering of two quarts of fine flour mixed with a quart of olive oil. Prepare a quart of wine as a drink offering with the burnt offering or sacrifice of each lamb. If you prepare a grain offering with a lamb, it is to be four, four quarts of fine, fl fine flour <laughs> mixed with a third of a gallon of oil. Also present a third of a gallon of wine for a drink offering as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If you prepare a young bull as a burnt offering or as a sacrifice to fulfill a vow or as a fellowship offering to the Lord, a grain offering of six quarts of fine flour mixed with two quarts of oil is to be presented with the bull. Also present two quarts of wine as a drink offering. It is a food offering of pleasing aroma to the Lord. This is to be done for each ox, ram, lamb, or goat. This is how you are to prepare each of them, no matter how many. Every Israelite is to prepare these things in the way he presents a food offering as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. When an alien 
resides with you or someone else who is among you and wants to prepare a food offering as a pleasing aroma to the Lord, he is to do exactly as you do throughout your generations. Pause. Are aliens welcome? Yes. If they obey the law. Just thought I'd throw that in there, right? Continuing. The assembly is to have the same statute for both you and the resident alien as a permanent statute throughout your generations, you and the alien will be alike before the Lord. The same law and the same ordinance will apply to both you and the alien who resides among you. The Lord instructed Moses, speak to the Israelites and tell them after you enter the land where I am bringing you, you are to bring a contribution to the Lord when you eat from the food of the land. You are to offer a loaf from your first batch of dough as a contribution. Offer it just like a contribution from the threshing floor. Throughout your generations, you are to give the Lord a contribution from the first batch of your dough. When you sin unintentionally and do not obey all these commands that the Lord spoke to Moses, all that the Lord has commanded you through Moses from the day that the Lord issued the commands and onward throughout your generations, and if it was done unintentionally without the community's awareness, the entire community is to prepare one young bull for a burnt offering as a pleasing aroma to the Lord with its grain offering and drink offering according to the regulation and one male goat as a sin offering. The priest will then make atonement for the entire Israelite community so that they may be forgiven for the sin was unintentional. They are to bring the offering, the, the food offering to the Lord and their sin offering before the Lord for their unintentional sin. The entire Israelite community and the alien who resides among them will be forgiven since it happens to all the people unintentionally. If anyone sins unintentionally, he is to present a year-old female goat as a sin offering. The priest will then make atonement before the Lord on behalf of the person who acts in error, sinning unintentionally, and when he makes atonement for him, he will be forgiven. You are to have the same law for the person who acts in error, whether he is an Israelite or an alien who resides among you. But the person who acts defiantly whether native or resident alien, blasphemes the Lord. That person is to be cut off from his people. He will certainly be cut off because he has despised, has despised the Lord's word and broken his command. His guilt remains on him. Sabbath violation, next section. While the Israelites were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses, Aaron, and the entire community. They placed him in custody because it had not been decided what should be done with him. Then the Lord told Moses, the man is to be put to death. The entire community is to stone him outside the camp. So the entire community brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death as the Lord had commanded Moses. I'll pause right there. My friends, God takes sin and purity seriously furthermore all of our sin deserves death right we read that in romans chapter 3 and elsewhere so don't be thinking it's kind of weird that a guy gets stoned to death for gathering wood on the sabbath day when in fact it is the lord's prerogative to uh, deal out the consequences of our sin anytime he wishes uh, and more importantly if you are listening to this we should be thanking him for his kindness and patience and forbearance. Tassels for remembrance. And a couple, couple sentences and we're done here. 
The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and tell them throughout their generations, they are to make tassels for the corners of their garments and put a blue cord on the tassel at each corner. These will serve as tassels for you to look at so that you may remember all the Lord's commands and obey them and not prostitute yourselves by following your own heart and your own eyes. This way you will remember and obey all my commands and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. Numbers chapter 15. That that just strikes me. That is good stuff. Uh, You... Some of you might remember that I'm working on my doctorate in spiritual formation, and there is so much, you know, get in touch with yourself and sing kumbaya. It just kind of drives me nuts. What's he talking about here? Talking about spiritual formation. How do you remember? How do you be in touch with God and obey all my commands and be holy, be set apart to your God? It's a big deal even in the New Testament. Well, set up a reminder for yourself. And I'm not saying this is the only form of spiritual formation. But you see where I'm going with that? When you get to Hebrews chapter 10 and it talks about not neglecting to gather together, but getting together not only to encourage each other to good works, but to gently guide, if not rebuke, right? We need reminders. Well, I mean, I'm sure you don't because you're awesome with Jesus, I need I need reminders because <laughs> I'm just a podcasting idiot. All right, we're closing up today, and uh, I hope you're having a good long holiday weekend in the United States if you're in the U.S. Uh, by the way, that means both Sunday and Monday will just be short reflections. I would I what's what I do on Sundays and special days on uh, at least by a U.S. schedule. So for those of you around the world. We won't get to another full Bible reading episode until uh, Tuesday. But that would will be episode number 2000. So there you go. Psalm 113. My friends, this is something to praise. This is a song to sing. This is something to pray along with. Psalm 113. Hallelujah. Give praise, servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be blessed, both now and forever. From the rising of the sun to its setting, let the name of the Lord be praised. The Lord is exalted above all the nations, His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, the one enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the trash heap in order to seat them with nobles, with the nobles of his people. He gives the childless woman a household, making her the joyful mother of children. Hallelujah. Lord God, I I pray that we would just connect the dots here. Just yesterday, we read of Jesus raising the widow's son, giving her back her not only means of income, 
He gives the childless woman a household, making her the joyful mother of children. Lord, we realize that that you call blessed those who aren't ashamed of you, who, who even realize that being a Jesus follower means that this life may, it will, have suffering. But Lord, we look forward to the ultimate delivery of justice, which could not be any greater act of love than you have already demonstrated for us we love you and I love you my friends amen amen